next guest is a stand-up comedian whose most recent gig got her a huge round of applause and 39 days in jail. We discussed the case of Natasha Edirisuria on Sunday Extra back in June when she was still in custody in Sri Lanka. Natasha was eventually granted bail and I'm very pleased to say that she joins us now. Natasha, welcome. Hi. And I suppose we should just clarify, you are not currently in a Sri Lankan prison when we're speaking. No, no, I am out and very good condition. Good to hear, good to hear. But you are still facing criminal charges, is that right? Not charges, actually. So I am accused at the moment. So there's uh, investigations are underway. If they find evidence against me, I will be charged. But if they don't, the case will be dropped. So I'm waiting for that to happen uh, to get my case dropped anyway. Which I suppose makes it all the more amazing that you spent 39 days in prison when you haven't even been charged yet. I think let's not talk about it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yes. The reporting of your case suggests that the allegations against you come from Sri Lanka's perhaps ironically named International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights Act, which makes it a crime to advocate religious hatred if it incites discrimination or hostility or violence, or also sections of Sri Lanka's penal code that prohibit deliberately wounding the religious feelings of a person or outraging the religious feelings of a class of persons. I'm no expert on Sri Lankan comedy, but I have seen the routine and it does seem to me that nothing you said could reasonably come within that. The gig itself was on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day as we call it here. And I think yeah. the name of the event itself was Fool's Pride, yes. which I imagine we could look back on with a different perspective. But the night went well. When did you get a sense that there might be something as serious as possible criminal charges brewing? So the actual performance, live performance happened in 1st of April. And afterwards, I only got positive feedback and praises. So... We were supposed to have another show on 27th of May. So organizers thought like uh, to put out this video as a promotional material. So we, I think we put it out on 23rd of May. So I think the hate was brewing two days after the video was published. By 26th, I was asked by my partner to sort of stay away from social media. So I didn't get the sense of what was actually happening. At one point, my address was published with the sort of an insinuation of, you know, go and attack this woman. I think that's when my family and my partner was scared and understood the severity that was happening. So had you had that sort of hateful reaction to comedy routines you've done before? Not really, but... So my routines, they always talk about sexual harassment, uh, lack of sex education in Sri Lanka or gender-based violence, like not in those terms, but, uh, you know, it's my perspective. So with that, I think I always had sort of a hate as much as the support as well. And also I'm the first female Sri Lankan singer stand-up comedian. In that way, I think from the beginning I've had some trouble even the first set I did, it went kind of viral. That means it sort of reaches the mass. And Sri Lankan mass doesn't understand stand-up comedy. So why did you get into comedy? Maybe at first I was sort of using it as a tool to talk to an audience about issues. But at one point it became something very personal and sort of expressing myself. 
and making people laugh. That was the only objective at one point, like going my journey as a stand-up comedian. It must have been shocking, Natasha, to find yourself all of a sudden, instead of getting ready to do your next gig, you're in jail for 39 days. I know you probably don't want to talk about that too much, but could you give us some sense of some of the experiences that you had in prison? Yeah. At this point of my life, I would love to focus on the positives that I got from it. Obviously, later I can talk about the things I saw or the systemic oppression that I saw, but for now, I would like to take all the positives. I am very grateful about the fight that was happening outside to get me out. I saw the love I received from inside as well. There were, I mean, these are inmates who are there because of, you know, some unfortunate situations. There or... weren't other accused stand-up comedians in your cells. No, not really. <laughs> One thing realized when I was in prison was like, you don't ask other people what they cry me unless they want to talk about it. But obviously mine were a high profile case, so everyone knew about it and everyone wanted to talk about it. Um, so the experience for me, now when I look back, there were so many loving memories because these are people I have never met in my life and they are also in this harsh environment. But even in that, they chose to be kind to me. There was one day particularly I remember I, I couldn't, eat. I was little, you know, agitated and I was like, I can't eat, I don't eat and they fed me. <laughs> so and some night we would play some games. So looking back, I think I, I mean, it was hard and I don't think anyone should go through what I went through. But I feel like even in the prison, I was very lucky to feel this love and support and friendship. <laughs> but also, month of June, entirely I was inside and I had this sense of relief. Okay, I don't have to pay the rent this month. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and and I didn't cook. I had three meals per day that was cooked and ready to eat. I'm not going to talk about the quality of the food, <laughs> but there was something to eat. Uh, and I sort of got this understanding like um, when I was outside, I was trying to make ends meet. And working, thinking about the future, my career plans, career goals. But when I was inside, all I had to do was survive. And through that, it was like very calming in a way. Everything has, you know, pros and cons. So even the prison. Yeah. You certainly have a positive and resilient attitude, Natasha. <laughs> uh, what's it been like for you since you got bail? Obviously, as we've heard, the the cloud of the possible charges has not cleared and I can only assume that your case is well known, to put it mildly. Uh, what's life been like for you since you did get bail? Oh, okay. Um, one thing is like, one thing I realized when I was in prison was in my own way, I, I lived in this mental prison outside before went to prison. So one thing I promised myself was, okay, I'm not going to be that rigid person. I'm not going back to being that version of myself. I want to live more. I want to enjoy things more because you appreciate freedom when you don't have freedom. For 39 days, all I wanted was to come back to my partner. So uh, afterward, whenever we have a fight, I think back to that and sort of uh, it changes the perspective. Okay, like why would I fight with this person? Why would I fight? 
And certain things all obviously has changed because I was the public enemy for two weeks and my f- people do recognize me. And I don't have the freedom or the luxury of going out as I please. So now it's been three months. Looking back, I don't know how I went through what I went through. I mean, throughout all of it, I was very calm and I didn't feel any fear. I was not agitated. I was just very calm. I don't know how that happened. I mean, (laughs) in a way, like, okay, I'm a hero to some people now, but I didn't do anything. I just made a joke and I was sent to prison. It was all done by people who supported me. They were the one who made me visible. They were the one who screamed out my story. It could have been different if there was not anyone to support me outside. But lucky for me, there was so much support. And also there's so much people who hate me as well. So all in all, I think coming out of prison has given me so much perspective. My priorities have changed and values have changed. I appreciate people more and I want to be there for people more. And what about comedy? Have you still got the uh, the love for comedy? Yes, I do. I do, but I want to be smart about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do find this entire thing hilarious. And Natasha, I gather you studied in Australia for a time. I did. I did. I did. Actually, I have a nursing degree. So I did my nursing degree in Australia. I was there for and a half years. Then I thought I nursing is not me and came back to Sri Lanka and started my career path towards, you know, social development sector. Like when people get to know about that part, they're like, why did you come back to Sri Lanka if you had stayed in Australia? This nothing of this sort would have happened. But I don't see it that way. I mean, I'm happy. <laughs> but you didn't do comedy when you were in Australia? No, no, not at all. I started comedy here. But I believe my time in Australia has immensely changed the way I looked at the world because I was I came from this middle class, very conservative family and very conservative school. And then when I was in Australia, I, like it's a whole different world, right? So I see how much of a freedom other people experience. I also came out of my shell and sort of understanding certain disparities between my life in Sri Lanka and people in Australia experiences that I got to learn a lot about different cultures and different norms, even the way they treat minorities. So women, it's completely different, right? The Freedom, the word freedom itself differs when you are in different countries. At one point, I didn't even realize that a woman can not marry because in Sri Lanka, it's it's like you have to get married, right? There's no other options. But I think I saw a lot of different types of women when I was in Australia. And it gave me the idea that you have the freedom to choose whoever you want to be, what kind of life you want to live. And I think it certainly shaped the way I see the world. <laughs> yeah. But also I didn't like the weather <laughs> because it was so dry. Sorry for saying this, but uh, in Sri Lanka, it, it has this lush green, but in Australia, especially I was in South Australia, so it's very dry and I don't like cold. <laughs> uh, so it sort of pushed me to towards a little bit of a depression. 
So even now, actually, people do ask me, what are you still doing in Sri Lanka? But for me, I think uh, this is a very unfortunate situation. But overall, my love for the country is still there. Despite everything, I received so much love from this country as well. So I'm still, you know, little biased towards my country. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra. And we wish you all the best in the sense of hoping that those charges never eventuate and that you're able to be clear of what's obviously been a huge uh, and difficult experience for you. But thank you so much for speaking with us about it. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much for having me. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.